Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I have a wonderful little story for you and our listeners today that I'd love to share. Do tell. So as you know, Brett and I have been watching Gilmore Girls slowly but surely sifting through it. And last night we finally got to Starcross Lovers and Other Strangers. Ooh. And I have been waiting for us to get to this episode. Because of course, you know, I think everything building up to that episode is a lot of storytelling, world building. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we hit like Rory's dance, that's when the conflict really kicks it up a notch. Yeah. But Starcrossed Lovers and Other Strangers is a huge turning point in season one. This is Tara's ep. This is this is the one. This is my episode. Yep. He wanted to watch it last night after we watched basketball. Basketball. You guys, that's the weirdest thing I know about Tara. Tara loves basketball. Well, it's only a recent development because of my relationship. Wait, I thought you liked basketball already. Is this a relationship like? Well, I started watching basketball last year with Brett when we were just friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. I thought you were just a basketball girly. I like Nothing basketball. Nothing basketball girlies. No, I like it. I think it's really exciting to watch. I'm more of a baseball person. I grew up, my family the loves baseball. baseball. Oh, the, you like the sport? The, like baseball pants. Boys and baseball pants. Oh, boys and baseball pants are great, but... See, I like baseball because it's baseball pants. I love crowd participation and I like drinking. There you go. So, like, that's fun. Yeah, ba- <laughs> baseball to me is a good time. I know a lot of people find it to be boring. I actually find football to be boring and I was a cheerleader for many moons, as you know. I used have to be told if we were on offense or defense right i was like what what are we doing yeah Yeah. had no idea it's because i don't understand it so that's the next phase of our relationship is brett and i are (laughs) going to be watching football together so not as exciting but well in the meantime you get to watch gilmore girls yes and it's been wonderful to watch it with somebody who has absolutely no frame of reference and also brett's very smart he's very in tune with you know he understands the storyline yeah storytelling 100 percent. he predicts what's going to happen by the end of the episode as soon as the episode starts i love doing that um but interestingly starcross lovers and other strangers he said was his favorite lorelei episode he's been like very unsure about how he feels hmm. about lorelei but understanding her more as the series unfolds of interesting. course interesting but he really genuinely thought that Dean was going to try to pressure Rory into having sex with him. Oh. That he did not see it going the direction that it went in. So we finally get to the moment, the moment in the episode. Did he know that this was like your viral TikTokness came from? No, I didn't tell him till after the episode. So mm. we get to the big moment. And in the car. we're in the car. He thought it was going to happen in a junkyard? I don't know. He was kind of, I was watching him watch the episode. It's one of my favorite things to do. And he was like, I could tell he was like, where is this going? And then... When she doesn't say I love you back and he starts like laying into her when he said the line, what do you want to go home and talk to your mom about it? Make a pro con list. Literally, Brett clutched his pearls. He went, oh, 
oh my god so then she goes home Lorelai's there she calls Max who Brett can't stand Max and then oh literally the episode ends and he just turns to me and goes Dean sucks and I was like (laughs) yes what's good of a t-shirt I told him about I said so this was actually the video that like went viral did you show him no I just told him about it and he was like this is where it starts this is where it starts in young boys we cannot teach young girls that this behavior is okay. So your boyfriend hates Dean. Uh, Meant to be. Match made in heaven. God. <laughs> With like everyone else in the Gilmore Girls fandom. I know. I was trying not to give spoilers <laughs> too. I was like, I was like, it only gets worse from here. And he was like, stop it. And I was like, well, I'm just giving you a warning. Like it's not going to get any better. And yeah, like the height of him was in Cinnamon's Wake and that was... And then it was dead. What I love most about watching the show with Brett is that I'm getting like such a fresh perspective on all of the characters and their storylines. Which is why I kind of want to get my brother to watch it because he like has like a peripheral understanding of the show. But I just want to have someone in my life that like is watching this for the first time. Yeah. I'm like living vicariously through your and Brett's rewatch of the show. I'm, I'm also loving the way that like he's jiving with some characters but not jiving with others and um one of the characters we haven't really talked too much in depth about is lane um because like he he likes the relationship between the two of them i think he clocked very early on that she has a more mature um energy to her and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like keiko is a little bit older than alexis bladell she's a little bit closer in age to lorelei and so i think that sometimes that energy can come across because she is playing a high schooler and she's playing it incredibly well but like do you think that that ultimately helped Alexis Bledel to like adapt quicker to the show like being Mm. surrounded by people who were older than her because like ultimately like she is like the youngest person there like not not only in just like the fact that she is like the teenager but like the other teenager that she's around is actually played by a 27 year old Mm. we have like Lauren Graham who like has talked about how like sometimes Alexis wouldn't know where to go so she'd like hook her around the arm and like carry her there yeah yeah when on our Patreon episode we were talking about how in like the unaired pilot to the pilot like the dynamic between uh Keiko and Alexis like really improved it really did yeah and I wonder how much of that had to do from like Keiko who was like you know this wasn't her first job at 27 or however old she was when she did this Mm -hmm. that like I wonder how much of that was her like helping like guiding Alexis like because like half of like acting in like those situations is your scene partner yeah like imagine it was like Alexis and like uh someone playing Lane who was like equally as fresh faced as she was Mm. I feel like we would have ended up with like some Disney Channel sort of yeah definitely Disney Channel energy vibes (laughs) no offense to Disney Channel but no not to knock it I grew up watching a little bit of offense yeah but (laughs) I I also wonder though what that would have looked like for her storyline because I feel like Lane's energy and subsequently the energy that Keiko brings to the character like really lent itself to a very very interesting storyline and something we were talking about in the last episode is that we didn't feel like Lane got the storyline that the audience really wanted for her and so it's kind of a bummer because I don't know I just wanted more for her and that's kind of what we're here to talk about today right she's the coolest character on the show like hands down like she had like the best like I know she was a supporting character so a lot of the times like she couldn't get fully fleshed out like in the things she was going through yeah but like the fact that like 
she was like the drummer but her whole dream was to be a musician and like she was like everyone hates on her like online for being such a music snob but I love that about her that she can just like reference like any album ever and that's kind of where it started like she didn't know that she wanted to be a musician she was just obsessed with music yeah that's kind of what we get from her all the way up until the end of season two when Sophie's music shop is about to open and she's like you know what I, I think I'm gonna be a drummer like I think that's my yeah. calling and it's just so it was so cool the way that they were about to take her storyline and like really amp it up she was about to like explore actually being a musician not just being on the outskirts of knowing so much about it she found a band she joined a band she left home and then and that was kind of it right is that where I'm so curious to know where you feel like her storyline sort of took a turn and why they couldn't get it back quote unquote on track or on the track that we thought that it belonged no because I feel like that's in part because like we have to mention that like Lane Kim is based on Amy's friend and like producer on the show Helen Pye who her life and kind of like her upbringing inspired Lane and Mrs. Kim and so I would like be so interested to have her on because I feel like the parts of that I have heard or seen that Lane's life is inspired by Helen that like kind of like once those seem to like maybe like peter off that that's kind of where like once they took her in like a new direction away from like the inspiration because it's not like of course it's not like exactly the same Mm. but I would be interested to like hear her perspective of like where Lane's character went wrong because like I know we all have our opinions on it but to me it seems like or if she felt like Lane's character went wrong that's true I did not consider that maybe she was you know very on board the direction that it went yeah because I think that when you're when you're so close to a project it's easy to be like yeah this makes sense because of x y and z and as a fandom I mean that's part of the reason why we're here why we talk about this because as a fandom you're looking at it so differently you're focused on just so many different factors that sometimes writers don't really take into consideration yeah or on the other end that like we don't realize the considerations that the writers took in to yes. what they were doing but like if anyone could be on the show I would love to have her on to talk about like Lane and like the representation of Mrs. Kim and how she felt like that like took from her own mom because I know that like she went to like a seven-day Adventist college she married a man named Dave Rogowski and so it just feels like once all of the like pieces of her life got like taken out of the storyline Lane's storyline kind of like dipped mm. that's just from my external perspective of like how that happened yeah so I would be interested to see how that played into all of that me too and how she felt about like how Lane and Mrs. Kim and everyone were portrayed Mm. from her storyline yeah if it was like a true representation of her relationship with her mom or a projection of what she wanted with her mom what she wanted or what Amy like gathered from like the stories that she had told because it's ob- it's obviously not going to be exactly course, the same and you wouldn't course. want it to be no 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 definitely not but yeah I I'd be really fascinated to hear about that but from our perspective I'm really curious you sort of spoke to this in the last episode where you felt like Lane's story took a turn where was that for you I think it was the moment that the tension broke in season four and Mrs. Kim found out about Lane's alternate life Mm. like when she like 
pulled up all the floorboards, opened that closet, which is just what we've talked about this on the Patreon. Like, how does she not know that like Lane's closet is a disco? She just has to open the doors. That's neither here nor there because Lane went to CBGB and didn't tell her she was gone and Mm. called everyone in town. And the fire department was there. I think the moment that the tension broke for that and she was no longer leading her double life and she kind of could live like freely. I think that's where it went downhill Mm. because they took out the tension that was like simmering and making it so worth watching Mm. that once she was kind of like smooth sailing I don't feel like they knew what to do with it yeah so like kind of from that moment way down to the revival like it was all downhill from there you know it's interesting because I agree with you to a certain extent because when you remove tension from a storyline that's when you're not as excited anymore right we felt that way about Lorelai and Luke or we called that into question of like once they decided they were going to be in a relationship like where did it go wrong because that tension went away same with Jess and Rory the tension of the two of them being together and then them acting actually being together were two very different things. And the same can be spoken to about Lane's storyline. I really feel like it started to sink down in season six. It like hit the ground and then it just like found a sinkhole. (laughs) Because like season five, it was downhill. But season five, at least you kind of got a glimpse into the potential of what her life could be if she was actually pursuing a career as a musician. I think it was more so some of the choices that they made with that. That I felt like it was not as good as like the build that we had been getting that like at that point it was like it felt like they made all easy choices for her Mm. and like the conflicts weren't so the conflicts became really silly things the overall conflict was that she wasn't speaking to her mom yeah and we kind of got that as a precursor to Rory not speaking to her mom in season six and but it wasn't like you said it wasn't as exciting because they're B characters and it's that doesn't mean to say that we don't care about them but it just hits different I however feel that they could have used that little dip of tension to then swing them upwards when Mrs. Kim decided to help them get this gig and do this tour. And, you know, they take the van out and that's kind of what happens between seasons five and six, right? For me, where I feel like it really, really, really went south is, you know, in The Ungraduate, that's when you see Hep Alien for the first time. They're closing out their tour. Yep. Lane reveals that she's been skimming off the top in a really big way and she has saved them about nine thousand dollars that's a huge deal for a band to walk away with that much money with almost ten thousand dollars in their pocket and she's like we can record we can drop an album like that's kind of the nitty-gritty of being an artist is making those sacrifices and having like kind of having to be down in the trenches in order to you know pop back up and it would like it took Lane to like you know like kind of lie to them a little bit so that they would have they would like come home with money and like they didn't suffer for it but like they I think she did, did the right thing they were man babies anyways they so, were like, but she, she totally, totally did the right thing right. and she was always the one to take the band the band by the horns if you will yeah even though there was not a horn section she took the band by the horns. <laughs> so then so for me where it really really starts to go downhill is in always a godmother never a god zach and brian steal the money they go and buy this like random recording equipment no one ever they never wrap up that storyline what ended up happening one of the huge things of lane's storyline because like i know that we want to have a plot holes episode to like talk about like all of like the huge like where did this go moments is like so many of them fit into lane's storyline 
Yeah. And it's like, what happened to the recording equipment? What happened to the fact that she went to Sophie Bloom, played by Carol King, because she saw her on a record and Sophie Bloom was going to mentor her? Yeah. You know, like what happened so there? So many missed opportunities. Even the fact that Dave's storyline just like petered off and they never really broke up. Yeah. Or like even the fact that her dad... Where's Mr. Kim? Yeah. It's like all of these little pieces. They're missing storylines from Lane's. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of loose ends. How did that happen? Yeah. And one of them is the fact that Zach and Brian went out and just bought all this equipment without asking her, without sharing it with her. And this is kind of the start of Zach taking the lead and acting like this is his band. And then in He Slippin' Him Bread Dig, that's when things really fall apart. Zach's like writing songs about other women and Lane makes a, a yeah. comment about it. And then Brian writes a song about Lane. Zach gets all upset. And then all hell breaks loose because of Zach's ego. And like, that's that's what's so annoying about that storyline is that like, it feels so almost like, I don't want to say dumb, but like the tension is that Zach is like jealous that Brian wrote a song about Lane and that Brian's like seemingly into Lane and he gets an ego about it. And I mean, they they really center it around Brian and like Zach being upset about Brian. But what it really is, is about Zach being territorial. He's starting to be like, this is mine and this is mine and this is mine. And it's like the band, it's Lane, it's the control over the set list. It's all of it. Bring in that man with the tambourine. tambourine. (laughs) Oh my God. And the Gwen Stefani mic. Yes. And there's a label there that wants to maybe scout them. And he he single-handedly ruins it. And after all is said and done, Lane takes him back. And that, to me... With, like, nothing. With very minimal effort from Zach, she takes him back. And that, to me, was number one where the storyline, like, really drilled into the ground. Because she had an opportunity to go elsewhere, be a part of a different band, or just be in a band with with Brian and Gil and find a different guitarist. I think that, like, so much of season six for me is, like, Rory and Logan, of course. That, like... Why did Lane just not be like, okay, I'm going to go be a drummer for someone else. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm going to go to California, <laughs> the last place that Dave Rogowski was seen. And it just like, they had so many opportunities. Well, and they started to with her putting up flyers saying like, I'm a drummer and I'm looking for a band and Zach takes the flyers down. Zach, we'll, we'll get into this later, but like he is the, he is part of the reason that her storyline really, really was drilled into the ground. Yeah. But I think that the crux of it all is that Lane never sought out any other opportunities. She tried so hard to control what was going on with Happy Alien. And I think she did a fantastic job for the most part. She was the one that took Gil on and he was mm-hmm. amazing. I'm sorry. I love Gil much better than Zach and also just a better character he was so much fun to watch and then she saves the band all of that money and literally Zach is the one to ruin it all and she goes back to him and then once they get married oh my god here's this character who like you've like already ruined her storyline so much and now you're not even gonna let her enjoy sex it's just the way that that happened was just so at this point all of the tension that happens in Lane's storyline, I think starting with you jump by jump jack, every single tension that's there is mostly for comedic relief. Yeah. Like it's just like it's like Zach ripping down the drummer flyers, you know? Like I mean there is like the the storyline that she has with Mrs. Kim where she like sits her down in the kitchen and makes her drink and she's like, You're gonna be fine now and like she kind of like tries to get her spirits back up. Mm-hmm. Um, because Lane is turning into like a, you know, shadow of herself yeah. once her and Zach break up. But yeah, when we get to season seven And, like, my only, like, I guess, like, redeeming factor of how much they messed up Lane in season seven is that they messed up everyone's storyline. 
But like Lane most especially, and I do know that um, Amy has said before that when she went went to like write the revival, like the hardest storyline for her to come back from was Lane's because she never saw that sort of path for Lane because the last thing that we hear from like if you're like a Paladino purist of the show is that Lane is off on her honeymoon you know like and the first thing that they have her do is she's like pregnant didn't enjoy sex and her whole storyline is that she's having twins and is also wife to a toddler yeah and it's like i think mrs kim is also the one at some point that steps in and like takes control of things yet again yeah. which I, lo- I love that relationship between the two of them i think they could have built that out more yeah so like my, my only like redeeming thought about the fact that they ruined lane's storyline so severely is it like they ruined everyone's storyline yeah. very severely it's unfortunate because like even if they decided that she was going to have twins or have babies at all. Yeah. The one thing that I think they could have changed about the finale and about the way that in Unto the Breach, they like kind of wrap up Lane's storyline with Zach. They kind of like bring it to a little bit of a resolve is that Zach now has an opportunity to go out with the band Vapor Rub on this two month tour. And he's so excited. He's like, I'm going to bring you and the kids and it's going to be great. And then she decides that she's going to stay home with the kids because it's too much. I would have loved if Lane got an opportunity to go on tour with a band and Zach stayed home with the kids. Why is that not the story? Or Zach went out on the road. Yeah. Oh my God. Or if Amy had done something to that effect to like bring it full circle in the revival. God, see, this was so I had a series on TikTok last summer where I was like kind of trying to like reimagine people's like storylines and one of them was Lane's and I feel like like with this like mother-daughter show, the thing with like Lane and Mrs. Kim is that we're really getting like a parallel from Lorelai here. We're getting like a very oppressed teenage years like trying to rebel and ultimately, you know, getting pregnant at a young age. I think 22 is like not the same as 16, but it's still relatively Very young. young. And I think that in the revival, there was like a total opportunity to like drop the musical and expand Lane's storyline and like tell the mother-daughter relationship that's there. Like I think that the storyline there should have been Mrs. Kim helping Lane to see that she is both a person and a mother mm. and she can be a drummer and have like dreams for herself, but she can also like hope to be the best brother possible. And like Mrs. Kim would have helped her. And like if it's not Hep Alien going out on tour, I imagine Lane going off being a drummer and Zach and Mrs. Kim being there to support her you know like mrs kim taking care of the kids of like you know leaving the shop to mr kim mr kim is finally back off the road of wherever he's been yeah um and he can take care of the antique shop and like it's like would have been like a storyline of like lane struggling with wanting to get back into music and not feeling like she was showing up for her kids but ultimately mrs kim would be the one to like show her that like you can be a rock star and you could be a mom and those two things don't have to like like take from each other that they can like feed each other with the right help honestly in this storyline her and zach have amicably divorced and they have like a very good co-parenting situation yeah of course (laughs) because that's what we all want for lane but i agree i i think that this trope of like when you become a mom you have to only be a mom is the one thing that i can't get down with you can be more than just a mom but we don't even see that from lorelei you know 
like she has a whole dynamic life outside of Rory and like I know that like a lot of like what she does is centered around Rory it makes sense that's her kid Mm. she opens an inn yeah like she has like a you know vibrant love life like just like everything that's going on in her life she's not just a mom and I think that as much as she like feels that she is her storyline is expanded beyond that and no one ever had to like tell her that like you're more than a mom she just kind of was because she always saw herself as like her kid's best friend and I think that was part of it but like to have a character who so cleanly parallels Lorelai without much effort just because that's how her storyline kind of falls Mm. to have her just kind of like end up in Stars Hollow and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that and like I know a lot of people like Lane's storyline and where it ends up in the revival because it is really unrealistic that like you're so obsessed with music. I was about to say in season one, but I just mean when you're young. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're so obsessed with music when you're young. You see a drum set, which that's another plot hole. How did Lane get her drum set? How did she afford that and then bring it to Lorelai's garage? But anyways, get a drum set, start a band, like, and actually achieve what you want to from right. that. Right, and that was something else I was going to say, that, like, I'm not saying that we had to take Lane's storyline and, like, you know, make it, like, a, hey now, hey now, a this is what dreams tour. are made of, like, you are yeah. now a drummer in a rock band, and you are famous. In Italy. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not, like, Haley James Scotting this. Everything, yeah. you know, has to be realistic, because that's what Amy's writing is. It's filled to the brim with conflict and obstacles, and so it makes sense that it's okay that this girl absolutely loved music, decided to become a drummer, and, like, is in a local band in Connecticut. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just more about the fact that there were so many bumps along the way that were just like, wow, this was so avoidable from a writing perspective. Yeah. And I do like that, like, she is, you know, playing at the secret bar with Zach, and, like, Hep Alien is still rocking, But it just, it felt weird because, like, I feel like Lane was such a dynamic character who, regardless of the fact that she was a supporting character and, like, everything she did was really to support Rory's storyline, she had her own, you know, arc that didn't have anything dependent on any other characters. And it was, like, her whole own thing that to get to the revival and kind of have her just, like, fade into the background of, like, townies that are there and just, like, be playing at the secret bar, just be someone that Rory, like, is, like, crash landing in her house just to further Rory's plot and, like, Rory's chaotic life and I guess kind of parallel the fact that, like, Lane seemingly has it more together and, like, Zach has, like, a day job but like there's so many places they could have been like mrs kim helps take care of the kids zach has a day job to pay for things and lane she's a she's a rock star in a local band the local band gets discovered and lane has to make a decision to like you know remember when the town troubadour was going to open for neil young they could have like written something like that for lane where like her band was seen by like a you know like a d-list rock star who wanted them to open for their tour and lane has to decide if she's gonna stay and take care of the kids or if she's gonna go rock and ultimately she decides to go rock like i feel like there's so many ways they could have taken that that like i know that it feels like almost like too perfect yeah but i feel like that's kind of where all the supporting characters rested is like i feel like all of the supporting characters get like you know fun silly lives and i honestly think it would have been cool to have 
like once again Lane and what's her name (laughs) Lane and Rory's storyline sort of paralleling of like they're in this shift in this place of transition in their life and I think that's kind of what the revival was lacking in is that like we were too focused on Rory and Lorelai that no one else's storyline was really informing theirs in the way that it was in the early seasons of like like in um the season five finale where like Lane is like on this path and like she has to like seek advice from her mom and Rory's on this path and has to seek advice from her mom and ultimately Mrs. Lane helps Mrs. Lane (laughs) Mrs. Kim helps Lane and like they go on tour and then ultimately Rory does not get the help that she wants and ends up at her grandparents and I think that having something like that in the revival to like build the tension for other storylines by like having the similar energy would have been so good yeah because it like her storyline was so right from the beginning you know yeah because we had in season one She's just, like, so obsessed with music, leading this double life. Why Why would we not then have her in the revival once again openly leading a double life? Yeah, successfully leading a double life. Of, like, being a mom by day and being a rock star by night. That felt like that's where her storyline was going. Yeah, that's kind you know? of what I thought they were trying to do in season four when they yeah. finally had the big reveal of, like, Mrs. Kim opening up the closet and, and pulling up all the floorboards and, like, we think, okay, it's finally out there. Like, at some point, she's going to have a good relationship with her mom and be able to pursue a career in music. And I guess that happened in, like, a really benign way, but I don't think in a satisfying enough way for the fandom to feel like Lane's storyline went in a direction that... no really served the character you know yeah I will say that I think even though we've been kind of talking about how her storyline like really needed improvement in a variety of ways you know in our opinion the one thing that they did get right and we've spoken to this before is that I think that her relationship with her mom is without question one of the most beautiful storylines on this series for sure so I think that they got something right there and especially because this show is about mother-daughter relationships that that's huge but that wasn't the only satisfaction that we needed from Lane's storyline we needed a different resolve than just the fact that she has this beautiful arc with her mom that's so important but we needed more and I think it only would have benefited the arc with her mom to like have this double life that she was leading like this Hannah Montana life and then to have her have this moment with her mom in season four in the clamor and the clangor when she discovers all these things and then like build back to having again the Hannah Montana life of like mom by day or whatever by day rock star by night openly in front of her mom with her mom accepting it yeah and I like even just saying that I was like oh that's so like afternoon special but again it kind of happened at the beginning of season six when they go on the tour like that's why I feel like the beginning of season six is where they really fucked this up is because her mom finally accepts it at the end of season five she's the one to encourage her no you're not giving up on your dreams you're going on tour and they they go on this very you know of course it's not like (laughs) it's through a bunch of churches yeah it's not like the ideal tour but it's a start it's a start it's it's mrs kim's version of i am helping you get on your way and they fucking made almost ten thousand dollars and that was an incredible jumping off point for that to expand into something else and again what we love about amy's writing is that it is realistic it doesn't always mean that that has to lend itself to a storyline where she then becomes a rock star or where hep alien like makes it big but you know what i mean it just i just feel like it could have been different for her yeah i totally agree with you now i feel like 
it's only in retrospect that season five feels like the decline because it almost feels like with the explosion of season four you kind of had to coast for just a minute Mm. to like rediscover what the tension was going to be you know have her have a little like fling whatever with zach that like it's really only that when we look back at like where season six ended up i'm like well that was just that was the highlight wasn't it like that part when you thought it was that was like us building back up to something exactly and then you know her like whole season six storyline is just like they like the band breaks up she's like sad and upset and mopey and yelling at everyone at the end because she and zach break up she goes through a lot of breakups in season six and then they get back together why yeah that's where it gets really messy for me and a lot of that has to do with the fact that she's with Zach in the first place because I really think that if she had had a fling with him like you said in like season five it had just been like hey is there something here I don't even know why they went down that path it's like could you have not found someone else for Lane that wasn't like the guy standing right next to Dave Rogowski <laughs> like literally we didn't just have to take two steps to the left but if Zach was a better character if we got more growth out of Zach I think that I would have been more man on baby. board but that is man a man baby. child I don't even know if we should degrade childs like that childs children <laughs> come on childs well okay so i like this storyline of zach and lane like being like is there something here mm-hmm. maybe like doing the date kissing and being like no there's not yeah. at all and then maybe the tension is like zach then writes a song about lane and lane feels like it's about her and it's not like you know like i feel like that could have been something and then they just move on yeah they just like tried it that like i feel like that would have been a better I completely spot agree. and like maybe her storyline could have been more with, with like sophie bloom and then maybe like sophie bloom be- brings like someone into town and lane meets them mm. and it's you know mm-hmm. the best man for her bar none because I feel like I really love the way that like season one and season two pans out for Lane in terms of like her love interests. Because like if there's anyone on the show who's boy crazy, it's Lane Kim. Yeah. And of course it's the girl who's like not allowed to date anyone. Yeah, but boy crazy in a very subtle way. Not in a way where it's like Madeline and Louise. Like oh It's not way. Madeline Louise. It's more of like like cutie crush, like with her friend Rory, because she's like, I ran my fingers through Todd's hair. Yes. Like that whole Thing. she's like i'm in love oh with gosh. him and i'm like baby girl oh she always is in love like always always something going on and so like i feel like as much as they got her wrong like kind of like at that point from like season four five ish could have been better six for sure her first like three and a half seasons are so good oh yeah and part of it is like because we have that tension of like leading the double life of like when she's on double date we know that like she's not supposed to be there mm-hmm. but she like really wants to be and like she's like willing to risk it all yeah, for the Todd risk of who getting has caught. great hair yeah. and then she ends up like you were talking about before in the episode after Starcross Lovers and Other Strangers is the breakup part two and she goes to the party at Madeline, Madeline or Louise's yeah, house Madeline's parents house her stepdad's house. How did she end up being allowed to go there? Yeah, I was thinking about that last night while we were watching the episode because I was like, Lorelai suggests that Lane goes with her, even though Lorelai knows Lane's mom would never let her go to a party and be out till midnight. So Lorelai is like subtly (laughs) encouraging Lane to lie to her mom. That's something that I love about Lorelai is like, Lorelai won't let Lane lie to her mom. She, cause it's like the mom code. Like, cause when she's at Yale, 
in season four, like when she ultimately like just leaves for CBGB. And this is when like the whole thing, mm-hmm. like the reveal comes. Lorelai's like, no, I have to call Mrs. Kim. I can't keep this a secret. Or like even in double date, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't keep things from Mrs. Kim. And then Lane goes to this party and she's like, yeah, girls, go. Yeah, go. Have fun. If you're not going to be home before midnight, call me. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess because she's like spending the night at rory's house that she just sits to like go do stuff but like if i was mrs kim and like was that strict about land i'd be calling lorelei's house every hour oh, yeah. <laughs> especially because this is not too long after double date yeah so i i always wonder about that but that's where she meets henry i really love the storyline with I henry know. because it's just like that goes on for so long and like this is when like we get like rory being a good friend of like trying to help her date this guy that she's not supposed to and like, they, like, call on the phone to Rory's house so they can talk, and, like, they make the, like, plans to, like, drive around the, the town square and to Tisket to Tasket, yep. and, like, everything's seemingly, like, going fine, but, like, Henry ultimately ends things with her because he asks someone else to end in that moment your heart breaks so much for lane because like the she's trying so hard for this guy and he doesn't really see it and like it's understandable of course he's a teenage boy he wants to be able to date his girlfriend openly like and so it's hard for him so when he breaks up with her it's like one of those things of like i hate henry but it's like i understand i get it i get it and this is the moment when she's like thinking like if i tell my mom everything maybe it'll be fine yeah it's not fine no and this is i feel like it's kind of like a precursor mm. to like her finding everything out because she doesn't find out everything but she tells her about she tells her about henry right she does her response is to ground her and she's kind of just cool with it and i think that's something that's like really i'm not generous on lane's part but like she really loves her mom yeah and she really wants to do right by her mom but that storyline made no sense to me why wouldn't she just tell her mom you know when we we watched the breakup part two last night and um you know, she's going on and on to worry about like, I'm falling for a guy that my parents would approve of. She's like, I have to leave. I have to go. And like, she spends basically an entire season. Cause if you think about it, this is like middle to end of season one and a tisket, a tasket is in the middle of, of season two. So like she spends an entire season trying to date this guy and doesn't tell her parents, even though he literally on paper and in person is the perfect man for both her and yeah. her parents. I think she says something to the effect of, like, if I tell them about him and they like him, he's going to be totally tainted for me. Like, something to that effect. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because, like, her mom will be, like, totally behind her marrying him. It would ruin the magic of it. I think that, like, the Henry moment is, like, one of the best sort of, like, indicators of where, like, the tension lies in the early days. Mm -hmm. Because after that, Lane's storyline doesn't really go anywhere until Lane discover sophie's music shop yeah right where she's like they're opening this music store in stars hollow and she's like jazzed about it and so i kind of like that it's a deep interest that lane has in something that's not a boy that ultimately brings her to a boy yeah yeah you're right and then subsequently another boy Uh, subsequently another boy yeah like I don't even want to say his name um but yeah you're right that's so fascinating because I never really think of Lane as boy crazy but she you know she's a teenage girl like weren't weren't we all just like crushing on everybody left right and center but yeah I mean I wasn't running my hand through Todd's hair I personally (laughs) wasn't either but I'm not gonna say I didn't want to sometimes she's just 
oh, she's the cutiest for the first few seasons. She's one of my favorite characters throughout, but I just love watching her growth. What's interesting, though, is that like when she does meet Dave, it's all very different. It changes. Like it's not the same as it was with Henry or with Todd or with um, what's the guy whose name she uh, what's the name of the guy whose hair hands she runs through her hair? It's not Todd. Rich. Rich Bloomingfeld. Todd is the guy she goes on a date with. Oh, you're right. Oh, because he's the one that's in band. Yeah, he's Rich in the, the marching band. In the band. Because there's that scene in Love and War and Snow when she's talking about dating a bandmate. And she's talking about how that could potentially be bad mm-hmm. for the band. Yeah. Um, which is funny because seasons later, that's, that's exactly the exact what she argument. Does. Well, she does it with Dave. And that's the exact argument that she and Zach have in He's Slippin' and Bread Dig when... Zach is like maybe two people in a band just shouldn't date and she just like stands there and is like yeah you're like well you're the first person to have a problem with it Zach yeah it was fine otherwise (laughs) every other time I've done this has been totally cool yeah maybe not with Rich (laughs) and you know obviously it doesn't end up working out with Dave and I don't even know if like do Brian and Zach ever find out if she and Dave are together that's another plot hole in all of this is that like like did they find out that they were together like how did they actually end because it's kind of just like peters off yeah because like to give lane's storyline zach zach van gerbig is that what yeah. his last name yeah is? to give her him after dave Rogowski felt like bad storytelling like you're telling me that you just gave this character dave Rogowski. And then the next thing that you wrote was Zach? Well, it's just really lazy. And that was a question that I had written down for you. Like, do you feel like the reason that people don't like Lane with Zach? Because I do think there are a lot of people out there that don't. I'm, I'm sure there are people a out there that do. A lot of people do. I've posted many a TikTok about Dave Rogowski because the girlies love Dave Rogowski. And people will be like, I preferred her with Zach. I liked the realistic relationship that they had. Mm. So some people like that. Interesting. Well, I I personally don't love her relationship with Zach. I don't think she should have ended up with him. I think if it was to be like we spoke to before, it should have been a blip. And then like, oh, no, we're better off as friends and bandmates and this is better for the yeah. band. But all of this is to say, do you feel like people would have been more on board with her and Zach dating had she not had Dave? I think so, simply because it's like Dave was great. Yeah. Well, there was never room for there to be too many issues with Dave right because we got them in like the honeymoon phase of them trying to date and kind of sneaking around and there's something very exciting about that there was never any room for conflict outside of that to exist with Dave and Lane yeah well that's what I said before either you leave soon enough to be the Dave Rogowski or you stay long enough to see yourself become the Dean Forrester Mm. and like you have to leave in the way that he did so I, I I really think that that's that has a lot to do with it of like for like one brief shining moment there was Dave Rogowski I mean relationship wise for Lane that was peak yeah no doubt no doubt no notes but I wonder if it's like because Lane's storyline got so messed up like just completely like how could how could they do this to our dear Lane like how could they build her up to only do nothing with her and take away the best relationship that there was for her and to not at least match it with one that was as good if not better yeah that's the thing is like I felt like they could have and maybe this is this would have been like a you know season three sort of jest thing I feel like they could have 
messed up the Dave storyline once they realized that it wasn't going to go anywhere and like you know like had it end with like a maybe like a sour note not sour but maybe like that like oh yeah this needed to end like this ultimately wasn't right so that she could have had someone so much better to like almost like like that he like was reaching for the stars and didn't quite make it he was shooting for the moon and landed there but then we have a man later on that comes along to shoot for the moon and he lands among the stars for lane sort of thing you know so i i just wonder if like they could have done that better but ultimately we just have this like bright shining little package of dave fragowski who never did anything wrong and what's interesting about that is that even though he was on screen for like such a short amount of time like that is peak lane relationship and for a lot of people in the fandom, like, he was the one. So, like, how did someone who was on screen for such a short amount of time... Not even just Lane Kim. I just feel like as the show in general, like, he's the man that we hold aloft. <laughs> how did that happen? And we'll have more to say on that next episode. Follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say Podcast and make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on now as we will have a new episode out every Tuesday because we always have more to say. And if you have more to say, find us on Patreon where you can support the pod, join our Gilmore Obsessed community, and access bonus episodes every month.